Hello, listeners. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jackie Hagans. I hope you had a wonderful week and are excited to dive into this week's episode. For me, this is more than a podcast. It is a chance for me to reach out to listeners who are eager to join me in a discussion guided by God's Word on the issues and events shaping the country today. Whether you are new to God's Word or a lifelong Christian, together we will discuss how faith and government can commingle and ally themselves in the campaign against the chaos engulfing our country. This is Truth and Consequences. Let's get started. Castaway, survivor, lost, adrift. What do all these shows and movies have in common? Their theme, surviving. Surviving in an unfamiliar environment surrounded by the unknown. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm 34, verse 17 through 18. Picture this. You are alone. You are guaranteed a victorious ending. But you must walk away from all that you know. In Sarah Young's Jesus Calling, Jesus says, You can achieve the victorious life through living in deep dependence on me. People usually associate victory with success, not falling or stumbling, making mistakes. But those who are successful in their own strength tend to go their own way, forgetting about me. It is through problems and failure, weakness and neediness that you learn to rely on me. True dependence is not simply asking me to bless what you have decided to do. It is coming to me with an open mind and heart, inviting me to plant my desires within you. I may infuse within you a dream that seems far beyond your reach. You know that in yourself you cannot achieve such a goal. Thus begins your journey of profound reliance on me. It is a faith walk, taken one step at a time, leaning on me as much as you need. This is not a path of continual success, but of multiple failures. However, each failure is followed by a growth spurt, nourished by increased reliance on me. Enjoy the blessedness of a victorious life through deepening your dependence on me. Wow! Enjoy the blessedness of deepening your dependence on me. Building your relationship with God. Could there not be a better time than now for that? For we walk by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 Welcome back to Truth and Consequences. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas holiday and happy 2021. It is my hope that you brought in the new year with the people you care most about. Hmm. Let's jump right in, shall we? I have to say, I would have never thought, even for this corrupt evil party, we would be starting out this new year 2021 with another impeachment attempt of our President Donald J. Trump by the Democrats. These people 
the Democrat Party are relentless. Isn't this the exact same way we began the year 2020? A year that everyone, at least we believed, was extremely relieved to have in their rearview mirror. There is more to this than meets the eye. There always is with this group. We must all stop and think, why would they do this? What is the end game here? What happened in 2016 that can never happen again? Donald J. Trump. He interrupted their plans. Proverbs 21.12 says, The righteous one considers the house of the wicked, turning the wicked to ruin. I don't care what they say. This has nothing to do with the Capitol on January 6th. And if this group did not own everyone and everything in D.C., I think we would find out that it was this party that had everything to do with what occurred there at the Capitol. Why? Because it gives them the excuse for what they are doing now. This impeachment is necessary. It is necessary to prevent Donald Trump from running in 2024. This is the reason for doing this farce of an impeachment once again. When Donald Trump won the presidential election in 2016, he put a screeching stop to all of their plans for globalism that they had been working on for years. Now, this is very important because globalism is now where America is heading. So you really need to do some research regarding globalism. Now, I looked it up, and globalism is the operation or planning of economic and foreign policy on a global basis. And it says millions have lost jobs to the new globalism. Market globalism advocates promise a consumerist, neoliberal, free market world. This ideology is held by many powerful individuals who claim to transmit democracy and benefits everyone. However, it also reinforces inequality and can be politically motivated. Now, guys, there's a lot more information on globalism. That is where America is headed. Be best for everyone to look it up and find out as much as you can about it. There's a lot of big money and a lot of power. And let's not also forget all the swamp dwellers that uh, our President Trump has brought to the surface. So he hasn't made any friends in Washington, D.C. But also, I think it's worth keeping in mind, politically, the year 2020 only benefited the Democrat Party. They lost nothing and gained everything. This satanic party succeeded off the death, pain, suffering, and failure of livelihoods of the very people that handed them their success. Remember the prophet from the Old Testament, Amos? Amos 9 verse 8 says, Behold, the eyes of the Lord God are on the sinful kingdom, and I will destroy it from the face of the earth. Nevertheless, I will not totally destroy the house of, of Jacob, declares the Lord. Hmm. 
So, one might ask, what can we do? Pray. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7 says, Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. With thankful hearts, offer up your prayers and requests to God. Then, because you belong to Christ Jesus, God will bless you with peace that no one can completely understand. And this peace will control the way you think and feel. You know, Romans 12, verse 17 through 21 says, Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. It can get confusing sometimes. The unfairness, the lack of equal justice that we have witnessed for the past four years and now in an election that will surely change the history of our country that we love. What, Lord, do we do when evil is so rampant and obvious that it is taking over everything that we hold dear, our freedoms, our laws, our government? Paul says, Colossians 1 verses 13 through 14. God rescued us from the dark power of Satan and brought us into the kingdom of his dear son who forgives our sins and sets us free. And then verse 23 says, but you must stay deeply rooted and firm in your faith. You must not give up the hope you received when you heard the good news. In 1 Corinthians 3 verses 16 through 17 says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is sacred and you are God's temple. I'm no different than you and I'm frustrated. I remember before I started this podcast. I prayed because of my frustrations with the unfairness in the treatment of the president and asking God what I could do with the politics and his word. And here we are with Truth and Consequences. Go back and listen to every episode. They are messages from God. I went back to our last episode and it said, we as Christians will be living in a strange land. First Peter 2 verse 11 says, Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. This is only the beginning. Old Joe hasn't even taken office yet. In episode 10, Perspective, we discussed how we as Christians have lived a rather cozy, sheltered life here in America and how that life may be changing. I think we need to wrap our heads around that we will have 
to settle with just the knowledge and the peace of knowing that biblical justice will be served. And our justice of the humankind may or may not, and we may just live with that, or we may or may not be around to see that justice be served. The attack on the Capitol was an awful occurrence, and there is blame to go around on both sides and including the city itself. I would never condone the violence that took place on that day. Emotions ran high, things got out of control, and people got hurt. And worse, lives were lost. Frustration is the feeling of being upset or annoyed, especially because of the inability to change or achieve something. It originates from feelings of uncertainty and insecurity, which stems from a sense of inability to fulfill needs. If the needs of an individual are blocked, ongoing frustration can lead to anger, which is a stronger emotion. It is important to remember, you have 75 million people in this country that believe that this election was a farce. It was illegal, and to make matters worse, there were no courts that would even listen to one case regarding this claim. So when you have courts in state governments, knowing the importance, such as this case, where millions of voters, millions of American citizens on both sides, voters for Biden and for President Trump, and knowing that the stakes that are that high of who will be the next president of the United States and they will not let any of these cases even see the light of day, that makes people wonder why. And it just smells, right? It just stinks and it just reeks of swamp-dwelling corruption. Why wouldn't they just listen? So again, you have frustrated people and you have 75 million people And this just doesn't go away quietly. People do not roll over and play dead like nothing ever happened. This creates frustrated people. Now, I do not know how many Trump supporters were in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday the 6th, but it did look like quite a few. And as a Trump supporter, I was proud to see them there. They had every right to be there to assembly which is what the majority, 99% plus, did. You cannot blame the entire group, nor President Trump, for the behavior of a few. Now, maybe some bad judgment, maybe he should not have done a rally. Yes, but you still cannot blame him for the behavior of a few. That's like blaming Bernie Sanders for the behavior of the man that shot Republicans out on the baseball field. You notice we didn't do that. Proverbs twenty two twenty four says, Make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor with a wrathful man. Don't we all hope that during a time such as that, we would, should, and could have such great judgment? I believe that's why sometimes when you're in a situation like that, that little voice in your head goes off that says, Don't go, and you don't go. We can all... Rest in the assurance that God knows the truth of what really happened regarding the Capitol. We also know that only God knows the hearts of the people who allegedly committed the crimes on the Capitol. And all will stand before God to be judged. Psalm 50 verse 6 says, The heavens declare His righteousness. 
for God himself is judge. There is some peace and comfort in that knowledge, right? Let's think about this. Prior to the election, they showed many cities with businesses boarding up their windows and closing, preparing for the results of this election. And what do you know? Nothing happened. Why do you think that might be? Well, because history had shown that if the Democrats lost, there would be hell in the streets. But that didn't happen, did it? And we didn't see riots and destruction and burning and beating and killing and shooting. It does make you wonder, but it shouldn't. Conservatives do not deal with injustice, disappointment, or even disagreements with violence. That is the way the left deals with it. The left uses fear, threats, violence, and suppression. So, impeachment to prevent Donald Trump from running for president in 2024. But there was another reason, or should I say benefit, to the corrupt Democrat Party for the attack on the Capitol building on January 6th. That would encourage any investigation to show that the Democrat Party was the one that had the greatest motive for this disruption. Let us not forget, it was well known that there were Republicans set and in place ready to object to the electoral votes in those key questionable states. And isn't it just amazing the timing of this attack before any of this could be done? And we all know how spineless the Republicans are and how they back down how they turn and run tail between their legs at the first sign of any confrontation. I don't know, but this is a prime example of a setup, if I've ever seen one. This entire day, Wednesday, January 6th, 2021, should and will, in time, go down in history as the day the Democrat Party of the United States of America, along with many domestic groups committed a coup upon our democracy in order to carry out the illegal presidential 2020 election. And believe me, God knows the truth, and the truth will set us all free one day in His time. I read an article a couple of days ago where it said that the president still has 87% support of Republicans in this country, not necessarily politicians, the people. Once again, during the holidays, I spoke with people that couldn't even believe how an election could possibly be illegitimate. When you have naivety like that within conservatives even, then you have lost the battle. People cannot fathom corruption to that extent. I tried to explain, but their minds are closed, and you can see it. It is beyond them to believe that the American government system is that bad. It is my hope, however, that it will be those who will be the first to wake up and notice freedoms once had gone. It will be the young conservatives that say, wait a minute, what has happened here? My fear, will it be too late? 
We talked about this election and how it would take a miracle from God for President Trump to get a second term in office. This miracle is not coming. God has other plans and purposes for Donald Trump. And the way things are looking, we need him out in our land and not under the scrutiny of this party. Although the way things are also looking is that they may never leave him alone. He seems to be quite the threat to their schemes. We must never cease praying for God's shield of protection around him and his family from this evil. While at the same time, we must continue to pray that he, Donald Trump, continues to turn to God for wisdom and guidance. It has become increasingly obvious to me that President Trump and his supporters, all 75 million of them, us, need to start their own political party. Based on the morals and values this country was founded upon, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, Christian beliefs, and patriotism. And it should be called the American Party. Certainly something to think about. A few days ago, I listened to Dennis Prager of PragerU. PragerU is an app that you can download, at least right now you can, before they take it off also. I listened to his fireside chat regarding the Capitol. He's very easy to listen to. If you get a chance, I would check it out. Uh, He talked about liberty. Liberty entails the responsible use of freedom under the rule of law without depriving anyone else of their freedom. Simply put, the condition in which an individual has the ability to act following his or her own will and alternatively achieve their potential. Well, he talked about liberty and how liberty is a value. A value in this case would be a person's principles or standards of behavior, one's judgment of what is important in life. Well, he went on to say that we don't care about values in this country, which I think we can all agree with him on that. Well, at least some of us don't care about values. So when and if you think about liberty as a value, that people don't care about, then that's scary. Then what happens to our First Amendment freedoms, the five very important civil liberties given to us by the law of our land, the Constitution, not to mention the other freedoms that we have? Our freedom of speech is already being attacked, censored, suppressed. While we are all stuck at home due to this COVID, we have already discussed the abuse of power from the governors and mayors when it comes to our freedom of religion. What about when they say Black Lives Matter can assembly because they're for equality, but Trump supporters cannot assembly because, well, we don't like their enthusiasm and they may get out of control. Where are we going to draw the line? Our country is raw for the taking. We live in fear of death as if we or the government have control over death. It's so irrational. The media and the news that people watch, listen, read 24-7 is censored by one group of people that have complete control over what you see, hear, and read. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm talking about China. A scared people will not be a free people. A dependent people will not be a free people. Our God values freedom. He gave us all free will. First Peter 2 verse 16 says, Live 
as a people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. This, with fear that is ingrained within the messaging of the Democrat Party, along with help is on the way, and we, the people of America, are set up to lose battle after battle after battle until America as we know it is no longer. It is human nature to want to be taken care of. The question is, how much are you willing to give up? Never forget, no matter what line they feed you, nothing they give you is free. It's costing you, me, and everyone else something. If everyone, or let's just say most, decide they no longer care about their liberty, then that would leave America free to be taken care of by someone else. Who? China? The EU? We are heading for globalism. Russia? Iran? Then I wonder, what happens to Israel, the apple of God's eye? Why does God allow bad things to happen? Don't you ask that question many times in your personal life? We all do. And with what is happening in our country, it is very upsetting. Some ask, how can you believe in a God that would allow such awful things to happen? It's hard sometimes to understand and to come up with an answer that makes sense. I would begin by first acknowledging that I am not God, so I do not know. But I do know that His reasoning is always for good. Maybe to build our faith, or to build our character, or maybe to change the course or path of an entire nation. We may not see it today, or tomorrow, or even the next, but we know and trust that He, in all His power and glory, has a plan and a purpose for everything, putting our complete trust in Him in every situation, acknowledging His sovereign control over the universe. Through the light of His universal presence, fear loses its grip on us. Jesus says, Trust me by relinquishing control into my hands. Let be and be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Psalm 46 verse 10. This is my world. I made it and I control it. He knows the past, the present, and the future. We must center our life on Him, live in His Word, and trust in His Word. Psalm 63 verse 2 says, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Pray for America. Pray for her leaders. Colossians 4 verse 2 says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Always thankful. Second Peter 1 verses 3 through 4 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them 
you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Setting goals and making resolutions always makes for a fun way to begin a new year. It's like a clean slate, a new start, a new beginning. At church, we have started a 50 days of prayer daily devotional. If you would like to participate, you can find the devotional at wc.org, Woodlands Church. Its focus is learning how to pray and making specific prayer requests and creating a prayer journal. With the idea that doing this for 50 days, it would become a habit for you and grow your relationship with God. And I have a prayer request for you for this podcast that Truth and Consequences would extend its reach in territory so that others that are in need may hear these words and find peace and calm and purpose that may lead them to a home in Christ. It is human nature to want to be taken care of. Why not rest your heart and soul in the arms of our Lord and Savior, greatest caregiver, Father of all? It is there and only there where you can find true peace, joy, and love. Let's close. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the strength and the comfort and peace that only you can provide in our times of despair and confusion that colors our world. Help us to always remember that you are always in control, even in the storms when we cannot see ahead, that all we need to do is whisper your name, Jesus, and we will feel your presence. The times ahead may look bleak, but that's when we step out in our faith and trust and know that if we fall, you will catch us, hold us, and stand us back up again. It is because of you, Lord, that we have all the hope we need. We pray for President Trump that his heart stays soft and full of love. Protect him from the evil that continues to surround him and protect his family. We pray for Vice President Pence and his family that they make it through this transition without harm, along with the rest of the Trump administration. We pray for the new leaders of our country that they make it through the transition without problem or harm. We pray all this In your loving, holy name, amen. That concludes this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed our time together. I'm grateful for all my listeners that take the time to join an extremely important discussion. I'm truly blessed to have this opportunity to reach out to others and to build this beautiful community. For me, this is a unique privilege to serve God, and I hope this podcast will encourage others to serve. Now, an easy way to serve is to help our community grow by sharing the podcast on social media. The podcast has its own Facebook page titled Truth and Consequences. It also can be found on Twitter and Instagram under the username Truth and Cons. I'll post all the vital information for the podcast on the social media pages. This will include episode release times, discussion topics and questions, and prayer requests. Please share this with your friends and family. Again, thank you for your support, and I'll see you all next week. May God bless you, and God bless America.